Hi, this is Denise from PsalmsCast. Many struggle through the month of December and sometimes into January. Yes, we are told to remember that Jesus is the reason for this season. And yes, many of us do think about the babe that was born in the manger and nativities and perhaps even going to church services on special holidays like Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. But That is such a tiny, tiny blip in the scope of eternity. Friends, right now, God is extending a much greater opportunity that will carry over past the 25th and into the new year. Each evening, join us for a chapter of the Gospel of Luke. This is a truly remarkable journey, and it was written by a man who was brand new to worshiping the only true God who captured the nuts and bolts of Jesus and the good news so that anyone can grasp this invitation, even someone who has absolutely no background or knowledge of God. Originally, I had hoped to give a brief recap of the prior day's chapter, but honestly, it would probably be best for you to find that podcast to listen to because seriously, there is so much that I want to share that I am learning. And the whole point of reading through the whole book of Luke is to allow the Holy Spirit to teach you. So going forth, as of today, I will just share the topics that were covered in the previous day's chapter. So you'll be encouraged to go check it out yourself. So in Luke 6, so in Luke chapter 6, Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath was established. He is healing on the Sabbath. He names the 12 apostles. Jesus heals a great multitude. He goes over the Beatitudes. He pronounces a set of woes. He talks about loving your enemy, and he talks about not judging. Also, he does a parable that talks about a tree is known by its fruit. And lastly, he talks about the house that is built on the rock. Now it's time for the next chapter. Luke chapter 6. Today's reading is from the Common English Bible. If you would like to go over to BibleGateway.com to follow along, make sure to check out Common English Bible, and it's known by the acronym of CEB. Luke 7. After Jesus finished presenting all his words among the people, he entered Capernaum. A centurion had a servant who was very important to him, but the servant was ill and about to die. When the centurion heard about Jesus, he sent some Jewish elders to Jesus to ask him to come and heal his servant. When they came to Jesus, they earnestly pleaded with Jesus. He deserves to have you do this for him, they said. He loves our people and he built our synagogue for us. Jesus went with them. He had almost reached the house when the centurion sent friends to say to Jesus, Lord, don't be bothered. I don't deserve to have you come under my roof. In fact, I don't even consider myself worthy to come to you. Just say the word and my servant will be healed. I'm also a man appointed under authority with soldiers under me. I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes. I say to my servant, Do this, and the servant does it. 
When Jesus heard these words, he was impressed with the centurion. He turned to the crowd following him and said, I tell you, even in Israel, I haven't found faith like this. When the centurion's friends returned to his house, they found the servant restored to health. A little while later, Jesus went to a city called Nain. His disciples and a great crowd traveled with him. As he approached the city gate, a dead man was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow. A large crowd from the city was with her. When he saw her, the Lord had compassion for her and said, Don't cry. He stepped forward and touched the stretcher on which the dead man was being carried. Those carrying him stood still. Jesus said, Young man, I say to you, get up. The young man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Awestruck, everyone praised God. A great prophet has appeared among us, they said. God has come to help his people. This news about Jesus spread throughout Judea and the surrounding region. John's disciples informed him about all these things. John called two of his disciples and sent them to the Lord. They were to ask him, Are you the one who is coming, or shall we look for someone else? When they reached Jesus, they said, John the Baptist sent us to you. He asked, Are you the one who is coming, or should we look for someone else? Right then, Jesus healed many of their diseases illnesses and evil spirits and gave sight to a number of blind people. Then he replied to John's disciples, Go, report to John what you have seen and heard. Those who were blind are able to see. Those who were crippled now walk. People with skin diseases are cleansed. Those who were deaf now hear. Those who are dead are raised up. And good news is preached to the poor. Happy is anyone who doesn't stumble along the way because of me. After John's messengers were gone, Jesus spoke to the crowds about John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A stalk blowing in the wind? What did you go out to see? A man dressed up in refined clothes? Look, those who dress in fashionable clothes and live in luxury are in royal palaces. What did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. He is the one of whom it is written. Look, I'm sending my messenger before you, who will prepare your way before you. I tell you that no greater human being has ever been born than John. Yet whoever is least in God's kingdom is greater than he. Everyone who heard this, including the tax collectors, acknowledged God's justice because they had been baptized by John. But the Pharisees and legal experts rejected God's will for themselves because they hadn't been baptized by John. To what will I compare the people of this generation? Jesus asked. What are they like? They are like children sitting in a marketplace calling out to each other. We played the flute for you and you didn't dance. We sang a funeral song and you didn't cry. John the Baptist came neither eating bread nor drinking wine. And you say 
he has a demon. Yet the human one came eating and drinking, and you say, Look, a glutton and a drunk, a friend of tax collectors and sinners, but wisdom is proved to be right by all her descendants. One of the Pharisees invited Jesus to eat with him. After he entered the Pharisee's home, he took his place at the table. Meanwhile, a woman from the city, a sinner, discovered that Jesus was dining in the Pharisee's house. She brought perfumed oil in a vase made of alabaster. Standing behind him, at his feet and crying, she began to wet his feet with her tears. She wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured the oil on them. When the Pharisee who had invited Jesus saw what was happening, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. He would know that she is a sinner. Jesus replied, Simon, I have something to say to you. Teacher, speak, he said. A certain lender had two debtors. One owed enough money to pay 500 people for a day's work. The other owed enough money for 50. When they couldn't pay, the lender forgave the debts of them both. Which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the larger debt canceled. Jesus said, You have judged correctly. Jesus turned to the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? When I entered your home, you didn't give me water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't greet me with a kiss, but she hasn't stopped kissing my feet since I came in. You didn't anoint my head with oil, but she has poured perfumed oil on my feet. This is why I tell you that her many sins have been forgiven. So she has shown me great love. The one who is forgiven little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The other table guests began to say among themselves, Who is this person who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Oh, friends, there is so much here, and I just want to touch on a couple of parts that had me pondering some thoughts. Why did Jesus commend the faith of the centurion? Well, first of all, centurions were not Jewish. They were Roman soldiers of very high rank. They were charged with maintaining order in their city. Most Jewish people, they hated anyone who was in this policing position, and yet here are Jewish elders that are going to Jesus on this man's behalf. Now keep in mind that the man was a Roman. Most Romans worship idols, such as Zeus or Cupid, Apollo, Diana. And yet this man had faith that Jesus would be able to do the miraculous. I love this so much. And as Jesus was on the way to the centurion's house, the centurion's friends tell Jesus to not come because they reported that the centurion said, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof. That, my friends, is humility on a couple of fronts. He then has them relate that as a man who's appointed under the authority of somebody high, like Caesar, 
that when he gives a command, that person just simply does it. That is why he has them say, just say the word and my servant will be healed. This heathen man understands that Jesus, he's very powerful and that his word will be enough to heal his servant. Jesus didn't have to go and be present to make it happen. Jesus did not even have to lay eyes or hands on the person to make it happen. Jesus can heal. Boom. That is why Jesus said, Even in Israel, I have not found faith like this. It was a heathen Roman person who had more faith than even those who said that they followed and believed in the one true God. And then, so why did Jesus have compassion on the widow woman whose only son had died? I am sure there were a lot of situations during this time where a widow woman lost her only son to death. So why this? First of all, it happened as Jesus was walking past. Remember, Jesus knows that he is going to die. And his mother, Mary, she is a widow. As the firstborn son, it was his role and his responsibility to take care of his mother for the rest of her life. So if a widow did not have other family, sadly they were often ended up living on the fringes of society in poverty and in want. Jesus has compassion on this situation that was playing out right here before him. And friend, Jesus did have the power to make a difference. And he actually actively raised a totally dead man back to life right there in front of a crowd of witnesses. Hopefully, you have enjoyed today's reading. I hope that you will share with others about this daily bonus to Psalms cast that is called December Miracle, so they too can experience meeting Jesus each day as we head into the thick of these holidays. In just a moment, I'll share some contact information for those who are interested. But to the rest of you, today, it's a wrap. I am Denise. I love you and I appreciate you. See you tomorrow for Chapter 8. Here's a bit of contact information for those who are interested. The Psalms cast, for those who desire to call, to text, or use WhatsApp, the number is 1-470-240-1509. You can email to psalmscast at gmail.com. Psalmscast does have an active Facebook page where you can like, you can follow, you can share, you can interact with others who are walking this journey as well. And if you have enjoyed the podcast, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode.